Hey, this is Jordi Micellis, co-founder of Midas Touch, and you are listening to The Mighty. On The Mighty, we feature the most impactful responses, reactions, narratives, rants, and musings of Midas content creators. Don't worry, new episodes of the podcast that I do with my brothers, the Midas Touch podcast, well, that releases new episodes every Tuesday and Friday morning. The rest of the week, it's The Mighty. Okay, so we all know by now that Donald Trump's new lawyers are just terrible. It's clear by now that Donald Trump has assembled the single worst legal team to defend him in connection with the search warrant executed on Mar-a-Lago, and that same legal team continues to incriminate him by making terribly embarrassing television appearances. Midas contributor and co-founder Ben Micellis breaks it all down. Ben, take it away. This is Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. You know, we've been covering here just how bad Donald Trump's lawyers have been, the ones on TV each and every night responding uh, to the search warrant that was validly executed at Mar-a-Lago last week. But it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. I want you to watch this clip of one of Trump's dream team of lawyers, Christina Bob on Laura Ingraham today. Play the clip. Just move past. Um, sorry to interrupt, but was there, was there a limited number of people who had access to that storage room? It seems like a pretty important room, right, since they've made such a big deal of it and have the right. lock on it and so forth. So were there a limited number of people who could go in and out? Yes, absolutely. Or have access I mean, to certainly it? Mar-a-Lago is, certainly Mar-a-Lago is secure in and of itself. You know, just getting onto the compound is hard. And then it was a locked door and getting, you know, back down into the basement, there's security. You can't just walk down there. Only certain members of staff can get there. And then there's only one key. So, uh, yes, Mm. it's a very limited number of people that have access down there. And, you know, it was enough to where President Trump believed or our, our team believed that it was secure enough. They asked for one more lock at another lock, which we did. Uh, and then for whatever reason, they decided that they still needed to raid the place. And only one or two people had access to that room, to your knowledge? That's my understanding. I mean, I would have to check with, you know, the the maintenance of that area. But my understanding is very small number of people that could get in there. Like, I don't like Laura Ingraham, but you see Laura Ingraham's eyes saying, wow, this person is really an idiot. Why do I keep having this person on the show? Because what you have there is Christina Bob further incriminating Trump and saying that it, that these records were kept at Mar-a-Lago and that she believes that Trump thought they were in a secure... Oops, oops, I didn't mean Trump. I meant that the team believed that they were in a secure location. But I'm going to have to ask a maintenance person. You're going to have to ask a maintenance person about who had access to top secret compartmented information that you just admitted to. And don't you love when she just goes, it's my understanding, it's my understanding. When she says it's her understanding, that's like one of the biggest hells that it's a false and she has no clue what she's about to talk about. And there's this other moment in the same interview with Laura Ingraham where Laura Ingraham says, if your goal was to release the affidavit in its full without redactions, why didn't you object? You've waived the objections. Play this clip. Very interesting and somewhat encouraging that you had parties from both sides of the aisle. Of course, liberal media outlets coupled with uh, a conservative watchdog group really together on the same side. And so we were curious to see how that played out. Of course, you know, reserving our rights to try something else in the future if we want to. But we, we really just chose to see how it would play out. Well, I understand that you chose to do that. But I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, are you not concerned that because you didn't join 
any of these motions for, again, the full release of this affidavit that you're then waiving possible objections to the way redactions are being done by the Justice Department later on. Because you're, you didn't well, speak in court be... today, nor did you join any of these motions. They're going to redact all this stuff. And I'm not sure what grounds you're going to have at this point, having waived your right to file those motions. Well, we would maintain that we haven't waived our right and that that, that still is maintained. Uh, you know, we need to wait and see. I, I can't be certain at this point because we haven't seen the affidavit and we certainly haven't seen the redactions and how it's going to play out. But, um, you know, we'll be making that decision as it comes out. We, you know, we, we got to see it. We haven't seen it. It, it has been under seal. So uh, I, I don't know. We can't say. You know, in the response that Christina Bob gives, which is that we'll just have to see what happens because it's currently under seal, so we can't see it. Yeah, well, if you're out there saying that you're trying to unseal it, what you would normally do is try to bring a motion in court to unseal it, which is what Laura Ingram's actually saying. But Look, I'm all good with this. I mean, I love seeing these Trump lawyers further incriminate themselves and look beyond dumb on TV. And speaking about looking dumb on TV, we have Alina Haba, the other member of Trump's legal dream team, and she goes on some radical right TV station. I hard to even keep track of all these radical right TV stations anymore. Um, uh, and that's spread all the right wing propaganda. And for her, she admits that these allegations, the espionage act, they just don't make sense to her. It doesn't make sense. Play the clip. Yes. Yeah, yeah, well, there's three allegations, right? Concealment, espionage, and basically destruction, all of which don't make sense to me knowing that he was cooperating the entire time. Yeah. So in, if you were concealing it, you wouldn't have allowed them in in June. If you were destructing it, you wouldn't have added the padlock that they asked you to la add on in June or given them 15 boxes. You know, and I'm glad this doesn't make sense to Alina Haba, but you know who this makes sense to? the top counterintelligence officials at the Department of Justice. It makes sense to lawyers who practice in the areas of national security law. You know, just because you are a lawyer doesn't mean you represent people for all purposes. Now, I love that Donald Trump has highly unqualified people representing him in the most sensitive matters, further incriminating him. But the smart thing that a lawyer does in this position says, you know what, I'm not a national security expert. I don't know the Espionage Act, so I'm not just going to go on TV shows and start talking about the Espionage Act and further incriminating my client. But look, incriminate Trump each and every day. I love the heat. Just keep on bringing it. And then we have Rudy Giuliani, and Rudy Giuliani did an appearance on one of these networks as well. And Rudy Giuliani's position is that, yes, these documents exist, but what Donald Trump was doing, you see, he was preserving the records. Donald Trump was... <laughs> was a custodian and he was just preserving the records in a safe location play the clip of rudy giuliani and and now they want to make him responsible for having taken classified documents and preserved them really if you look at the espionage act it's not really about taking the documents it's about destroying them or hiding them or uh, giving them to the enemy right it's not about taking them and putting them in a place that's roughly as safe as they were in in the first place. Right. And I think that as you see the clip of Rudy Giuliani, I mean, utterly absurd and, and laughable. And, you know, it'd, it'd be hilarious, actually, if it wasn't so dangerous. But, you know, as we go through, I mean, remember all of the things that these 
lawyers had said and all the misrepresentations they made. Like, remember at the very outset when Alina Habba said this about not receiving a search warrant? Play that clip. People are saying, oh, well, why doesn't the president's attorney just release the warrant? They were probably handed a warrant before the feds showed up to kick the door down. Why wouldn't you do that? Actually, um, my understanding from the attorneys on the ground was that they weren't given the warrant. They were allowed to see it and then taken back. Oh, so they don't have a copy That's of it. That's my understanding. Okay. All right, yes. Alina, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Okay, notice again what Alina Habba says there. It is my understanding that there was no search warrant given. Okay, we know that was completely false, and we know the search warrant was given to Christina Bob, who literally has her signature on the return of the search warrant. So again, something that's utterly and, and completely false. And then Alina Habba early on, remember, she said that the uh, that she claimed that the FBI was planting the information, right? This was before Donald Trump was preserving the records and it was highly classified information that he used the magic wand to declassify and all the other excuses. They first went with the FBI planting it. Play this clip of Alina Habba just to remind you. Play the clip. This is a joke. This is memento. And quite honestly, I'm concerned that they may have planted something. You know, at this point, who knows? I don't trust the government. And that's a very frightening thing as an American. If I didn't want to be an American and go to another, this is third world stuff. We've heard it. This is Cuba. This is, this is not our country. Right. So then Alina Habba said that. And then Christina Bob went on TV and said that she didn't believe the FBI planted it but that she believed that the FBI would just make things up would be her understanding. Play that clip. Uh, I, I don't think that there was actually anything there that's worthwhile. Uh, we'll see what they come up with. You know, if they did, it'll be interesting, especially since they precluded me from actually watching what they did. But, but at this point, I don't necessarily think that they would even go to the extent of trying to plant information. I think they just make stuff up. And, you know, come up with whatever they want. And I, I, that's the way that they will have to proceed in order to actually try to indict the president because they, they don't have anything. There, there's just nothing there. Right. But then Christina Bob went back on TV shortly thereafter and said that she wasn't sure whether there was nuclear information one way or the other at Mar-a-Lago. Oh, it's her understanding that there's not nuclear information. Play that clip. Okay, so Christina, just so I'm clear about this, I want to be really clear. Is it your understanding that there were not documents related to our nuclear capabilities or nuclear issues that had national security implications in the president's possession when the agents showed up at Mar-a-Lago? That's correct. I, I don't believe they were. And if they thought well, they were, do you know were, for a fact? Do you know for a fact I, they I, were? I, Have you spoken to the president about it? I, I have not specifically spoken to the president about what nuclear uh, uh, materials may or may not have been in there. I do not believe there were any in there. The legal team had done a very thorough search and had turned over. We'd been very cooperative with uh, the Biden administration and the DOJ and turned over everything that we found that we had. So it's my understanding on very good belief based on a thorough investigation that there was nothing there. And then finally, you have this guy, John Solomon, who's been going on. Uh, and John Solomon's position is, is that Donald Trump had a standing order where he declassified everything the moment it touched his hands. It magically, voila, became declassified. And play the clip of John Solomon, who's not a lawyer. He's the editor-in-chief of some right-wing rag. But play this clip, who's Trump's PR mouth, mouthpiece, I suppose. Play that clip. This is from President Trump's office. Uh, it just came in a few minutes ago. 
as we can all relate to everyone, to, as, as we can all relate to, everyone ends up having to bring home their work from time to time. American presidents are no different. President Trump, in order to prepare the work the next day, often took documents, including classified documents, to the residents. He had a standing order. There's the word I've been looking for. That documents removed from the Oval Office and taken to the residents were deemed to be declassified the moment he removed them. The power to classify and declassify documents rests solely with the President of the United States. The idea that some paper-pushing bureaucrat with classification authority delegated by the President needs to prove that the classification is absurd. You know, and then we've heard, of course, the report today or earlier today from yesterday from CNN saying that uh, about 18 uh, White House officials who they interviewed all said that this idea of a standing order of declassifying one doesn't make any sense in general and two is complete BS was the words that people in the White House who knew about this. And by the way, the declassification status doesn't even matter here because what we're talking about is possessing this information and destroying this information. The classification status isn't even an element of the crime. So there you have it. Uh, It is my understanding, it is my understanding that Trump's legal team, and I mean this sincerely, is the worst legal team ever. But you get the lawyers that you deserve. And Donald Trump has screwed so many people over. Donald Trump has continued to lie and lie and lie that no lawyer that cares at all about maintaining their legal license would go out and violate their obligations and ethical oaths of candor. And, you know, it's somewhat sad to see these lawyers out there knowing what their fate ultimately is going to be, except they know what they were getting themselves into at the end of the day. They know this is what they want. They want this 15 minutes of fame, even if it means spreading fascism and lies and disinfo. It's shameful and shocking as a lawyer to see this, but I want to show all of you just how absurd these people are, how dangerous these people are, frankly, how embarrassing to the United States of America these people are. But you know, for us, that just motivates us more. That motivates us to fight harder, to fight for democracy. And you see the desperation in MAGA world right now. Thanks, Ben. And thank you for listening to this episode of The Mighty. Make sure to subscribe now to the Mighty Touch podcast channel and please leave a five-star review. Also, please check out store.midastouch.com for the latest and greatest Midas Touch gear. Thank you for listening. And as always, shout out to the Midas Mighty. Mighty.